has toured the world, playing with well-known artists Tracy Chapman, Billy Squire, and Rick Ocasek. at the Wyo will be local band Roland Sevens. Tickets for Larry Mitchell are available now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. Tonight at the Wyo Theater. Join Sheridan Community Land Trust and Sheridan Media as we celebrate you at Trail Fest at Hendrick Park Saturday, June 4th. Starting at 8 a.m., we'll have food trucks, 5K fun run, yoga, a kids' raffle race with prizes, activity booths, and even live music at 2.30. This free, family-friendly event is also where the Dead Sweet Bike Race starts and finishes. We've got all the events in this week's Country Bounty and online at SheridanCLT.org. Trail Fest, June 4th at Kendrick Park, brought to you in part by ERA Carroll Realty. Remember when your mom used to say, eat your cranberries or you'll get a bladder infection? Well, if you ignored her and now you're in trouble, well, you need the health-giving stuff you can only get at the health club. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a healthy grocery store and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy, get healthy, and that all starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. As a business owner, you're always looking for ways to increase your market share. Do you have a marketing plan in place or want to revamp your current plan? Let us help. Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager of Sheridan Media. What if I told you that you could market your business on nine different radio stations? Partner with our print publication, The Country Bounty, which is directly mailed to nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of our digital products, as well as our websites, SheridanMedia.com and SheridanWyoming.com. Let our creative and well-seasoned marketing professionals put together a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story. Call Sheridan Media today. 672-7421 or email sales at sharedamedia.com and let us go to work for you. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting. Can you... Yeah. Are you getting that feedback? Yeah, that's all right. We'll just all right. roll with it. So, uh, now... I am here with my friend Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson. We are your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. And uh, we're going to go right to the poll question because there's a lot to cover here, Steve. Uh, I was actually really surprised at the amount of information that's out there. What do we got? Uh, So the question is, did D.B. Cooper survive his jump? And uh, we thought that would just be kind of a... Something fun to talk about. Yeah. And our results were 69% say yes, 
And uh, 22% say no, he did not. 9% undecided. So a lot of people out there believe that D.B. Cooper actually made it through this, uh, which is, believe it or not, that's kind of a big surprise for me. I thought uh, more people would think that he didn't make it. It was a better story if he did. If he did, yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's a much better story. Now, on Thanksgiving Eve, November 24th of 1971, a middle-aged man carrying a black briefcase approached the flight counter of Northwest Orient Airlines at Portland International Airport. He identified himself as Dan Cooper, and he used cash to purchase a one-way ticket on Flight 305, which was a simple 30-minute trip north to Seattle-Tacoma Airport. Cooper boarded the aircraft, which was a Boeing 727, and took a seat. Now, here's, here's one of the first things that kind of threw me off. What seat did he take? Mm. Because a lot of people, actually, there's been 18C, 18E, right, yeah. 15D, a lot of different accounts on that. He ordered a drink, bourbon and soda. Eyewitnesses actually described Cooper as being in his mid-40s, wearing a business suit and a black tie and white shirt. Now, the flight left on time, 2.50 p.m., shortly after takeoff, Cooper handed a note to a flight attendant, Florence Schaffner, and she was situated nearest to him. Now, assuming that this lonely businessman was passing her his phone number, <laughs> right. yeah. she took this note and she just dropped it right into her purse. Mm -hmm. Cooper saw her do this, so he leaned forward and he said, uh, Miss... And this is... Okay, so I'm going to quote. Miss, you better look at that note. <laughs> I have a bomb. Right. So, the note was printed, neat, all capital letters, with a felt-tip pen. Its exact wording is unknown because Cooper later reclaimed it. But Schaffner recalled that it mentioned the device and directed her to sit in the seat beside him. Schaffner did as he requested and then quietly asked to see the device. Cooper did open his briefcase, where she says she saw eight red cylinders in two rows of four, which she assumed to be dynamite. Right. And a wire was attached to these cylinders, and a large cylinder battery was next to the briefcase. After closing this, he started with his demands. Now, what did he ask for? $200,000. It's about a million dollars today, I think. I, probably yeah. around there. So, I mean, uh, this is a, a pretty serious amount of money at the time. Uh, and in negotiable American currency, which is interesting, is, is verbiage. non-negotiable American yeah. currency? Yeah, and and to specify American currency too, kind of an interesting choice of words there. If right. that's a direct quote from him, because that's what I think like secondhand, isn't they, it? That is secondhand. Yeah. That's from her. Yeah. Now, uh, four parachutes. He wanted two primary, two reserve, and he wanted a fuel truck standing by in Seattle to refuel the aircraft upon his arrival. Now, Schaffner conveyed these instructions to the pilots in the cockpit. And then when she came back, that's when he had those dark sunglasses. Right. Yep. He, he didn't wear the dark sunglasses getting on the plane. He didn't wear them at the ticket counter. Mm -hmm. But as soon as she went forward and then came back, he put these dark sunglasses. Now, why would you do that? I don't know. You would think it'd be to kind of conceal your identity, but why not do it from the beginning then? From the yeah. very start. I mean, yeah. who would really notice, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Getting on the airplane, dark sunglasses, people would just... He's a businessman. Yeah. Maybe he's a little hungover. Right. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> no one would bother you. Maybe it's just like, okay, the plan's in motion. Now cool, cool mode. <laughs> now time to go into cool mode. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, 
The captain, William A. Scott, contacted Seattle-Tacoma Airport Air Traffic Control and informed local federal authorities. The 35 passengers were told that their arrival in Seattle would be delayed because of a minor mechanical <laughs> difficulty. Yeah. With the back stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> now, uh, the, uh, the Northwest Orient's president, uh, a man by the name of Donald Nairo, authorized payment of this ransom and ordered all employees to cooperate fully with this hijacker's demands. Uh, now, when they landed, uh, he, he let everybody else off the plane except for the pilot and uh, uh, the flight attendant. Right. Yep. And they got it. They got him his what he wanted. Two shoots, two reserves, mm-hmm. and the money. Mm-hmm. All right. Now at this point, uh, they they took off. Schaffner described Cooper as calm, polite, well spoken, and. Not consistent with the stereotypes of hijackers at the time. We've got to realize that this was back in a time when there wasn't TSA. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of security around airlines. Uh, so, you know, these things happen uh, more than once, unfortunately. All right. So FBI agents assume that the ransom money or, excuse me, assembled the ransom money from several Seattle-area banks. I imagine there probably wasn't $200,000 just sitting around in a even just one bank back then. Yeah, that's a lot of money to have, uh, especially available, that you could just get pulled together. Yeah. Now, most of the serial numbers, beginning with the letter L, uh, indicated, uh, a, let's see, they're saying it indicated uh Issurance by the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they made microfilm photography of each of them. Mm-hmm. Now, while all this is going on, because this is taking some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is $200,000 that you're going to take a picture of every single bill. They basically told D.B. Cooper we're having issues with the fueling. And, and you know, there's, there's varying accounts, but uh, three different fuel trucks went out there to get uh, this thing prepped for its next uh, leg of its journey. And and D.B. Cooper started getting a little nervous. He was like, okay. Yeah, this I'm, shouldn't be taking this long. I'm right? about yeah. over this. Yeah. Uh, it was delayed, and a second, let's see, a second and later a third was brought to complete the refueling. Now, an FAA official actually asked to have a face-to-face meeting with Cooper, mm-hmm. who said, yeah, that's not happening. Cooper then grew impatient. He said, this shouldn't be taking so long. He sent a note to the crew saying, let's get this show on the road. Yep. And that's a direct quote off of that note. And I've got a caller. Uh, we're going to continue with the story. But first, uh, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, hey, I'm not on the subject of D.B. Cooper. Um, I'm hoping everybody in town has opened their tax assessment. Oh, I sure did. Yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Boy, oh boy. (laughs) Um, If your home is not for sale, sir, it has no more value than what you bought it for. I don't care what the neighbors are paying for their homes. You know, (laughs) it's not at all fair. 
My taxes went up $2,500 alone this year. My wife and I are on a fixed income. The home will never be for sale. It's something my grandparents purchased. We've been on the property for close to 100 years. The family hasn't paid taxes on it for that long. How is this fair? If the home is not for sale, it has the same value you bought it for. Does it not? That's an interesting concept. I'm not sure how the... Uh, um, no, it is, it's, it is the truth, sir. I, 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 I would actually... I would disagree with you. Uh, you know, when you when you get wow. home and you pay you pay for the price, which I totally understand, and I understand where you're coming from on this. I, I get that a lot of folks are angry about this right now. Um, but to me, if if property around the home, if if improvements around the home are made, there is an investment being made within your home. Now, do you have control over that? Probably not. But, you know, you've got viewscapes, um, um, you know, and the, the same thing can go in the other direction. I know somebody who bought a home and, uh, you know, they didn't put any money into it. Uh, they basically sat on it because they knew what it was worth. And they knew that the, they thought, you know, hey, this is on, the value of this is only going to go up. And then the city did some, some construction, some flood mitigation. And, and because of this, it cut off her viewscape completely. And all of a sudden now, she looks out her back window, and she's staring at, like, this little tiny levee hmm. that the city had built. And, and her mountains were just gone. Yeah. The value of her home plummeted because of that. Uh, it, it, it goes both ways, and, and it's terrible. It, it, it never does. It never does. I'm a lifelong resident. My taxes have never gone down. Don't kid yourself, sir, that your taxes will ever go down. Yeah, your home value might go down, but they will not stop raising them. I have to repurchase our property four times a year. My grandparents paid $1,800 for our property. And my taxes now are 7500 It's not for sale. I want to give this land to my grandchildren. It, how can that be fair? Once it sells and somebody else feels it's worth that value, then let the taxes go up. Yeah, that is an interesting idea. That the, the taxes don't increase unless it se sells at a different value than when it was purchased. Yeah. What we have, you may not be old enough to remember, but in the late 1970s, the only thing ever to good come out of California is Proposition 13. So it held you into your taxes at a reasonable amount. So if somebody built a castle next to you, you, you weren't punished. And that's what we have now. We have a whole bunch of out-of-towners coming building massive castles, driving everybody's... How can we afford this? I have to pay Paul Paul $700 a month rent on my property. How is that fair, sir? When I have medicine, I have failing health, I either give up medicine, don't pay taxes or food. And that's, the, that's what a lot of lifetime residents in Sheridan County are experiencing now. 
It's everybody that's had inherited a home from a family member and just trying to hold on. We're getting punished, plain and simple. Yeah, I would uh, suggest that you give your representative a ring. I would suggest that you call the assessor's office. Let's get on this. If you notice on your own website, you talked about Governor Gordon having talking about the tax rebate. Have you checked into that, sir? If you have more than $133,000 in assets, that's your bank account, that's your automobiles, any stock you might have accumulated, you don't get any rebate. So it pretty well singles everybody out of that. Yeah, see, I was told that it actually did not uh, account for automobiles. It didn't account for 401Ks uh, and some other things. County commissioners were on yesterday. Yeah. And, and yeah, so well, they have the power to stop this nonsense. They really don't. I, I, yes, I, they I, do. It's no. called home rule, sir. There is a law called home rule, and commissioners, if they want to, they could enforce that. You look up home rule and see what it says. County commissioners have the power if they would do it. I know. Every everyone wants to blame somebody for this. I get it. We're all in the same boat. I don't, Everybody you know, is. We're getting murdered by these. Uh, and then plus, okay, so property property values go way up, right? Valuations up. And then we are getting smoked at the gas pump. Mm-hmm. We're getting smoked at the grocery store. Yep. And it's you know. Mm, yeah, that's a piles on. What's the tipping point, my friends? Well, that's the thing. Everyone's got a tipping point. What is it? I guess we're going to find out in the next several months. When residents who've been around for generations... Well, we're all in the same boat, Floyd. Does it matter, though, that if you have an older house or a newer... Look, I've been here for 30 years. I'm not a native. I mean, is there a statute of limitation? My wife was born here, so there's... You know, look, everybody that is in the same boat, our taxes are killing us. Oh, absolutely. Property taxes. I'm not saying anything about those who have had it for longer than others. What I am saying is that you asked what the tipping point is. Yeah, what is it? We don't know. I guess everyone has to. We don't know. Yeah. When we start seeing these individuals who've had these homes, these farms, all all kinds of things, willed over to them, start to sell off and leave, Mm -hmm. then, then maybe, you know, then what? Then what? Then what? I don't then, know. Then who is going to do what? Well, you see, you're, we're going to see, uh, uh, you know, small small farming and ranching operations disappear. I mean, it's it's. I think that we're we're on a, a the precipice of something that's going to be that could potentially be really bad. And economists are starting to talk about it mm-hmm. now. Oh yeah. That we're looking at a major recession coming, and that scares the crap out of me, and I think everybody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, like you said, what are you going to do? No, no. You know, you, you can sit there and you can yell at your local government, but but despite what a lot of people believe, well, I remember the last there's election, not a lot they could do. Well, a lot of, at the, during the last election, everybody was moving to Canada. <laughs> right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe I'll move to Canada. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Well, look at the <laughs> no, taxes they, in Canada. Yeah. Well, no, they got monkeypox there. I don't want that. Taxes in Canada are worse than they are here. And I can't go south because they all want to come this way. Right. So one thing about that's Canada, a dead though. giveaway. I don't want to go that way. <laughs> so once, I guess once you I'm, get into Canada, you can save your money. I guess I'm just screwed, though, again. Because all your taxes are going to the health care system. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, that's true. So uh, you won't have to pay for health care. Man, it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know what? It, the thing is, I guess you, in talking about this the other night, you just can't dwell on it. Because you you got still got to live your life, right? It's rough though. I mean, if you're on a fixed it is. income, it's brutal. You, you've got to make some serious decisions. Exactly. And, and I think this, yeah. the vast majority of people are on fixed incomes. Yep. And this is something that we've talked to how many different leaders about. 
yeah. in this room. Yeah. And the answers are there's not a whole lot of answers. There's not a whole lot of answers. No, it's not black and white. That's for sure. You've got the refund program. Uh, and I imagine that's probably not as good as uh, they want it to be Mm-mm. or or not as good as it should be. But this is the system. So the, the gnashing of teeth begins. Yeah, and you, you can't ignore inflation and you can't no, ignore no, no. Uh, other market influences and just pretend they don't they aren't happening and keep everything artificially low. Taxes and, and taxes aren't going the not going down. Yeah. They're not going down. Is it right? No. No. Is it happening? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the, and the remedy is what? Yeah, that, that's what makes us beat well, our I head against the wall. I guess we better start looking at other <laughs> options. Yeah. yeah, I mean nutty. I don't know. All right, we got another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, I, my heart kind of goes out to that guy, you know. With, uh, usually houses go up about 3% a year. Uh, around here, they're going up a lot more. Um, hey, Floyd, I was wondering, uh, did you ever get that box of cookies I sent to you? And when you had your uh, marketing lady set up there at the Ramada Inn, I bought bought a box of Girl Scout cookies and said, uh, please give these to Floyd for a peace offering because sometimes you uh, lean a little bit left and I lean a little bit right. So did you ever get them? I sure did. Thank you for that. Oh, good. Good old Samoa. All right, you guys. Those things are worth their weight in gold when I was in Iraq. (laughs) Oh, did you share, Floyd? (laughs) No. Oh, really? I them home and I ate them about uh, midnight every night for a week. (laughs) When I sit down to cookies, man, it's a ream at a time. It's a problem. Me and my wife talked about it. I went to the VA. I am heavier now than I ever have been in my mm. entire life. Well, blame it on the Girl Scouts. <laughs> a little self-discipline, Floyd. Well, that, was Not, very, that was very okay, nice I, of him. To, to, it was. To, yeah, it, it was. was. I appreciate it. It was. It was very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And, uh, you know, hey, it, it, it paid attention enough. He knew my favorites. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> I used, seriously, man, those things were worth their weight in gold. Yeah. I, I would go on missions for guys if you gave me a box of Samoas. I was willing really? to it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that happened. They're that good? More, they're that good. Well, when wow. you're, buddy, when you're over there in the desert, there, yeah. there ain't much uh-huh. that yeah, you can exactly. find joy in, right? Yeah. So, and I didn't like being behind the wire anyway. I don't mind gunning. I didn't mind driving. So, yeah, throw me in a spot where you need somebody. No, for, a thin, mint, cookies, for a thin mint, for a thin mint, I might, you know. Hey, when you're out there mm-hmm. and, and, and you haven't experienced something like that for a given amount of time and mm-hmm. somebody's waving that underneath your nose, mm-hmm. put me on the manifest, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm heading out the wire. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric, and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Now's the time to start those projects you've been dreaming about. Excavation, landscaping, or home improvement. Wagner Ranch Services has the materials. Wagner Ranch Services carries many types of gravel, scoria, topsoil, and landscaping products. 
Check out Wagner's landscaping display where you can view a variety of landscaping materials that can be picked up from the yard or delivered. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane, 307-752-2787. Open Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. Join Sheridan Community Land Trust and Sheridan Media as we celebrate you at Trail Fest at Kendrick Park Saturday, June 4th. Starting at 8 a.m., we'll have food trucks, 5K fun run, yoga, a kids raffle race with prizes, activity booths, and even live music. Music at 2.30. This free, family-friendly event is also where the Dead Sweet Bike Race starts and finishes. We've got all the events in this week's Country Bounty and online at SheridanCLT.org. Trail Fest, June 4th at Kendrick Park. Brought to you in part by Wyoming Corporate Office. At Brackleton's, we like to bring something new to the menu every few months, and it's that time again. So let's talk about one of our new dishes on our lunch menu. Brackleton's Beef Bacon BLT. Starts with Sackett's Beef Bacon, Swiss Cheese, Tomato, Red Onion, Pickle, Avocado, Lettuce, Garlic, Aioli, on Cibata, which is an Italian white bread. The best of the best out west. Frackleton's Fine Food and Spirits on Main Street, downtown Sheridan, where good food is good mood. It's almost time for your next road trip, and we're back just in time with another gas card giveaway. Hi, this is Matt Brown, mortgage lender with Homestar, inviting you to sign up for a chance to win one of three $100 gas cards to Farmers Co-op. All you have to do is enter our Homestar gas card giveaway. It's that easy. Don't forget you can enter one time each day through May 25th. Winners will be drawn May 26th. Just go to the contest page on charitymedia.com. You'll see us there. Homestar, the easiest way home. On this week's Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, we talk about arguably the greatest weekend in sports history, seven Game 7s across the NBA and NHL. We get into that as well as Tom Brady, when he finally retires at the age of 60 years old, will make $370 million doing something he's never, ever done before. We'll talk about that and more on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts or on sharetomedia.com and podcastwyoming.com. Good morning, and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friend Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Now, the topic of discussion for the day, did D.B. Cooper survive his jump with his $200,000 stolen purse? Uh, we got off into that, and then someone called and started talking about these taxes. Mm-hmm. And these taxes are rough, guys. This is this is. I I I sympathize. I really really do. There's there's nothing I can tell. I don't I don't have the answer. Steve doesn't have the answer. Trevor doesn't have the answer. You know, if if give your representatives a call, mm-hmm. call the assessor's office, but don't blame the assessor. He's in there doing his job. He's not the one who's making the decisions around this, and it drives me nuts when people want to throw his name out there and get mad at him because he's doing exactly what he's supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, he's the messenger. Yeah. And and people love killing the messenger. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is you can, he's not the one to blame, and, and neither are your representatives or your senators. Give them a ring, though. Tell them how you feel. Tell them they're the ones who can go into that chamber and make a difference. So you know how to get a hold of them. Let them know. And, and, and don't get on there and just start yelling at them and screaming at them. Have an intelligent conversation with them, folks. Let them know. This is killing me. Yeah. What this can we, is killing And say, us. what can we do about this? And now now yeah. where do we go yeah. from here? Let's solve this problem. Let's come up with tangible 
actual results mm -hmm. with this thing. You know, I understand the passion behind everybody. I really do because there are people like that caller. He's on a fixed income, man. You're choking me out. Yeah. You're choking me out. Yeah, you're just looking at this as like, where is this money going to come from? This this home yeah. is my heritage. Yeah. It's 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 not just you know sticks and mortar. Right. Yeah. There's blood, sweat, and tears into these walls, and now I can't even pay for it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I got another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. Good. First and foremost, Paul Fall is a great man. He's just doing his job. That's right. The problem is, where in this world do you go buy or purchase whatever you want and later the taxes go up? You pay taxes on what you pay for said property. So, with that in hand, so now everybody out buying these new $90,000, $100,000 cars next year, they might decide they're going to start reusing the tax on them too. Would we be okay with that? No, that no, that would be horrible, yeah. It's no different. Yeah. So but at the same time, the vehicle goes... They on your license plates. Yeah, but yeah. the vehicle depreciates so, uh, in value, yeah, which is a bit of a different situation. Down. That goes down. At one time, your house went down, too. But it all depends on that market, right? That's, that's, that's where we're going here. So we, we saw the housing you, you, shortage here in Sheridan. All right, there there is a housing crisis, and now we do have an influx of individuals. Okay, this is this is the great exodus, folks. Forbes magazine, and, Forbes magazine, and what these people and what these people pay for their houses, they should have to pay taxes on what they paid for it, not a million dollars in five years when a house goes from four hundred thousand dollars to a million. That should not be. You should pay taxes on what you paid for it. I completely agree with that sentiment, 110%. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. But is that the system? No, it's not. We need to change it. Exactly. We need to change and how do stuff. we do that? We don't it's start yelling at November. each other. We call our representatives. We call our senators. We ask them, get in that chamber. Make a difference. That's actually going to make a difference. Right, Just like Cheney, we need somebody to go in and vote for their constituents. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I completely agree with mm -hmm. these folks. I mean, I understand it. Yep. Okay, but this sitting here and saying this is the way it should be doesn't make it the way it is. We need to take action, folks, and to take that action, it's emails, it's phone calls. It's, it's getting a hold of the people we have elected to represent us. The people who we've chosen to walk up on that Capitol and speak with our voice. That's what we need to do. And if you feel that that's not happening, well, there's an election coming, mm -hmm. everyone. Yep. And we change their seat. That's the system. And we need to go by it. That's, it's democracy. We need to change the system to help these folks because this is, you know, this isn't only happening in Sheridan. Forbes magazine published uh, 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 an article talking about the great exodus. Mm -hmm. There are people moving out of cities. Yeah. In, enough that Forbes magazine listed all 50 states. <laughs> right. This is where they're coming from, and this is where they're going. And guess what? Wyoming's on that list, mm -hmm. folks. You know, 
I got another caller, and I'll get to you in just a second. But my daughter came home from high school one day and said that they had a discussion in class out of the out of the mouths of babes. And these kids said that they had actually, like on TikTok and all this stuff, talking about how these urban people have been have been complaining about living in the city during the COVID-19 pandemic. And, and my daughter said, you know, I think there's going to be a bunch of people moving out of cities. She's mm-hmm. like, all you ever do is hear about them complaining. Right. And I said, well, do you think we're going to end up seeing them around here? She's like, yeah, maybe. Well, mm-hmm. here we are. Yep. Out of the mouths of babes. All right. I got a caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Yeah, real quick on the issue of this uh, property tax being based on the appraised value of the house. Um, this is really a reflection of what uh, the, the Democrats in the Senate have tried, I think, twice now. In the last 18 months, they've tried to uh, amend the tax code <clears throat> to, uh, I guess their rationale is, let's get these billionaires and soak them, uh, whatever it was. But they, they wanted to uh, actually start taxing unrealized gains in people's 401ks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, that uh, fortunately has not come about. And I think even if it did, there's a Supreme Court, uh, old, old Supreme Court case from the 1920s that declared, uh, no, 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 that that's out of bounds. You can't do that. So uh, I think maybe the avenue for uh, for us, for homeowners, et cetera, paying these property tax, that this they're doing the same thing. They're calling it a different thing. But I think it's unconstitutional federally. And so I think probably the best uh, the best course uh, would be for some of the locals to get together and, and start talking about maybe filing a class action lawsuit. Real quick, also I want to point out uh, something that the, the media just I don't know they're 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 just not covering it. Uh, it's Dinesh D'Souza's uh, program with uh, uh, True the Vote organization uh, called Two Thousand Mules. I don't know if you've seen it or heard yeah. of it, et cetera. Yeah, I watched but, uh, it. It's. Uh, I don't know what you think of it, but they're using. They used for that the uh, very technological, the, the, the sophisticated system of geo tracking through the phones, mm-hmm. and that has been. Uh, now some some people, um, no, mainly on the left, have been saying, "Oh no, no, they're trying to debunk the <clears throat> the technology, et cetera." But interestingly, there's a Supreme Court ruling that came out. I think it was 2018, where. Chief Justice Roberts wrote the uh, majority opinion, and he wrote in here, quote, when the government tracks the location of a cell phone, it achieves near-perfect surveillance, as if it had attached an ankle monitor to the phone's user. Uh, This technology has been used now by law enforcement for some time. This is how, if you watch these old things on television, the cold cases that they solved, they're using that technology to bring that stuff forward. And through the vote, purchased trillions of pings this is how they put this stuff together and then linked it to video places as i'm sure you saw on the on the on the mm-hmm. uh, on the program um but trevor uh, there's your tipping point when you see uh you put those things together with what they saw in that i sat there and I, on my laptop and i watched dozens of hours of the state legislative hearings back in november december 2020 and uh i mean you had you put those two things together plus there's another program that people might be interested in it's called rigged 2020 they won't like the organization that put it together because it's the brutal evil citizens united you know those those dark money uh 
whatever they are. But it's it's also a very good program, and it documents how Zuckerberg rerouted four hundred thousand uh, dollars to these nonprofits, and then the nonprofits turned around and they were funding a lot of this get out the vote, et cetera, illegally, by the way. But uh, they used it to to uh, to get to get to the tax uh, exempt people. They used uh, the uh, I think their logic was yeah we're doing this to uh, to protect against COVID for the election et cetera. Well, when they formed their nine when they filed their nine nineties, the income tax, that's not what it showed. That's not what it was spent for. And so you link that money to what they showed in twenty in uh, two thousand mules. And uh, my only point is, okay, what happened happened, but moving forward. Better start thinking about this very carefully because uh, I think Wyoming, Montana, some of the other states did exactly the right thing when they started passing these restricting this mail act, mail voting, et cetera. It's, it, I mean, the the, lib, the the left always cites Europe, says, "Oh, Europe does this right, and they do right that." Find me one European country, European democracy, one that allows this massive mail. They tried that in Europe, and they said, oh, no, no, no. This is way too open to fraud and manipulation. So I guess, Trevor, the, the, the tipping point is if we reach the point where the elections become perverted, rigged, phony, whatever you want to call it, there's your tipping point because then the advice that you're giving people right now on this property tax issue becomes moot. doesn't matter if, if, they, if they control the elections Guess what? Who are you going to actually call and say, could you help us get this turned around? Won't happen. That's my thoughts for today. Thank you. I'll tell you, I'm just going to say, I'll tell you one thing. Not much of a conspiracy. Look, there's some conspiracy I, I believe in, and others are ridiculous. Right. But when I was a junior in high school, required reading was Orwell's 1984. 1984. And you remember reading the book, book as a teenager going, yep. wow. That had never happened. Wow. Right? Never are you happened. kidding me? And then all of a sudden it's like, Wow. Wow. It uh we're getting there. Yeah. You know, especially when I don't like this uh I don't like all this creeping around, you know, and having a disinformation office. I don't like that. No, that sounds that sounds like the uh, Ministry of Disinformation. You know, you know what that yeah. sounds so like to me? That's yeah. right out of nineteen eighty four, baby. Yep. Right there. And, That's and controlling it, information and they are insane if they think the American people are gonna put up with that. And here's the deal. It's not just the left. It's no, not it's, just the it's right. It's the government. It's everybody. It's all of them. It's like once they get elected and they leave their state, they forget who they are and where they come from. Well, it scares the hell out of me. I Why can tell you that. Why would they be helping with this? Why would our representatives and our senators be helping with this type of information gathering, with this type of surveillance? All right? They live here, too. They're under the same umbrella that we are. Are they not? No. No. They're, they're the special ones. They're special. <laughs> 585 of them. There are 535 of them. You know, everyone, every election, everyone always wants to talk about cleaning the swamp. been doing that forever. Yeah. Forever. Forever. I mean, this goes back to when I started, when I was started voting as a teenager. That only party, happens, it, it only Third happens party. if you don't re-elect the incumbent, though. If you keep re-electing the same people, you're not cleaning no, out anything. Exactly. How long has Mitch McConnell been in there? Right. How long have, you know, look, yeah. well, Where does it, Kentucky stand on education? Hey, look at, look at uh, Schumer. 
Look at Pelosi, both mm-hmm. sides. They've yep. been there yep. so Forever. long. It's like they're so far. Out and of nothing's touch. changed in their states. And, no. and people say, no. well, term limits is going to be the fix. But eh, the fix that is. Work no, the fix is getting involved and holding these people accountable. The fix is getting lobbyists out of Washington. Yep. And that's, that's step number one. Making yep. a law that you cannot have a lobbyist in there. Now, will this hurt others? Yes, because there's people in there lobbying for the disabled. Or for there's good things, for yes, great good things. things. Yeah. But do they have the power that these private corporations do? No, because there's no funding to mm-hmm. them. Right. Yeah. All right, we got to take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main and Sheridan. Having your own business can be overwhelming. Parker Mellinger can make your life easier with our payroll preparation, accounting, and tax services. Our fixed price agreement is set according to your needs and features unlimited phone calls and meetings for one monthly fee. Choose only the services you need, and we will tailor them to fit your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. The 38th Annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby is happening Memorial Day weekend at Lake DeSmit. Get ready for a fun-filled weekend with a great old sport. The lake is located on I-97 miles north of Buffalo. There are $100 to $2,000 tag fish, a total of over $50,000 in cash and prices, including a Polaris Sportsman 570 Trail ATV. The 38th Annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby, May 20th. Through the 30th, and thanks again to our great sponsor, Budweiser. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. And uh, we are having a couple issues with the phone. So if you've been dropped, it's a technical issue. We're not dropping you on purpose. Go ahead, give us a ring back. We'll try to get to you. We don't have a lot of time left. Uh, now, we're talking about D.B. Cooper and wondering whether or not he actually survived that fall. Uh, well, should we call it a fall? Let's call it a jump. Yeah. So technically, did he, he did jump. fall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've, you know, 
Collars have gone up. We're talking about the tax issues. We're talking about surveillance. Uh, this is the way the Jackson Electric open lines works, folks. So give us a ring, 674-4443-672-5763. And I got collars waiting in the wings right now. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Is that me? That's you. Okay. Good morning, guys. Good morning, um, sir. Yeah, there's there's one a relatively simple uh, solution to these double-digit increases in property taxes, and that would be to limit the annual increase to, say, for example, no more than 5%. Now, it could be 5% every year, so over a period of, you know, um, 5 or 10 years, you're going to see it grow up, but, but you wouldn't get blindsided by the uh, uh, a huge increase in any one given year, and that would be thing. Now, I listened to some of the solutions here, and I think they're very, frankly, unrealistic. For example, limiting the property taxes to um, what you paid when you initially bought your house. And I'll just use myself as a poster child. I bought my house in 1976. Does anyone really think that I should still be paying the same property taxes as I paid in 1976, 45 years ago, 46 years ago? What would you be paying? Pretty minuscule amount, huh? It would be a fraction of what it is. And meanwhile, you know, the cost of education, which where property taxes goes, uh, where your property taxes go to, uh, you know, they've all gone up a lot. You can't limit it to have this kind of two-tier system where people that happen to stay in their homes aren't paying, you know, a, a reasonable tax to support the government that they say that they want. So limiting 5% a year, for example, I just throw that number out, would be one way to do it. Just totally limiting it to what you pay, what you were paying when you bought the house, I think, is unrealistic. Then we have to ask ourselves, you know, how much government do we really want? Because you know what? Here in Wyoming, we've gotten uh, uh, used to getting way more government than we're willing to pay because of the uh, uh, bounties the government has received over the years from the mineral industry and the uh, investments that uh, we now have in the permanent mineral trust funds due to the mineral industry, you know, the fact is we only pay about 30% of the cost of the government that we're getting. So we need to start asking ourselves, how much government do we really want to have? Now, one solution to that is that, you know, rather than, you know, you got all these local entities, be they school districts, cities, counties, they all go to the state and say, hey, just give us money. So there's no really local, real local accountability for the spending. Shift back to the cities and the counties and the school district. Now, with regard to the school district, there are some legal issues with regard to the Supreme Court decision. But, you know, make your school boards, your city council, and your county commissioners responsible for raising taxes to pay for the government that people say they really want. Bring it all so down have, to the local level. We bring local, now, you look at some of the things that, you know, how much, how many new schools do we really want? You know, we've got to have all these new schools built with monies that have come from the state and the mineral industry. You know, if you were levering property taxes, there might be a little more focus on how much uh, 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 on local property taxes, on how much government, you know, how many new schools we really think we need. You look at, for example, now this was passed by it, but if the local government were having to pick up more of the cost of the government we say we want, do we really need to spend $5 million on restoring the old Kendrick, the pool in Kendrick Park. You know, we just got a new $15 million pool at the YMCA. So we're spending all this money on, um, you know, restoring the historic pool in Kendrick Park that's used 
you know, like what, no more than two months of a year? No. Personally, I don't think that, but if people want to spend their money on it, but then don't complain about having your taxes go up because that is the kind of thing that, uh, um, uh, that you want. Then, in addition, I have heard no discussion this morning from all these people who want to complain about this. What kind of tax structure do you want in the state of Wyoming to pay for the government we're receiving? Do you want to have an income tax? You know, that's kind of like the third rail of politics. You start asking your local elected officials to start to levy an income tax, and that's going uh, nowhere. But I think it needs to be part of the discussion when you complain about the property taxes. If you depend as much as we do on property taxes to pay for our government, specifically our schools, well, then you know what? Uh, you may have to expect some increases you know, in, in property taxes if you're going to take. And I'm not advocating an income tax. If you're going to take, for example, income taxes off of the table uh, as a source of revenue to pay for the government you want. Yeah, it's got to okay. come from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. Uh, well, I've only got two minutes left. I know i got some callers waiting in the wings, but uh, I'm not sure if we're going to have time to get to you folks. I really do apologize. Uh, the very heated topic of uh, discussion today. We never even got to DB, which is fine. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. He's still out there somewhere, maybe. Still, he yeah. might still be And out. I realize technically it wasn't a fall if you intentionally go it's a jump yeah it's if a it's jump. an accident it's a fall and for the record i think he didn't survive i don't think he yeah. did either but uh just to kind of uh, what does floyd think real fast the pilot later came forward and said you know what the flight path that i reported i don't think was the right one so he came back and he said i think i actually went this way instead of that way which would have put db that money and everything else right around Mount St. Helens. And guess what happened in 1980? Mm -hmm. All that evidence would have gone up in smoke, and it would have been wiped completely out. When it comes to the tax issue, folks, we got to talk to our representatives. we we got to figure something out. And, and, and just like uh, uh, you know, Kim said, look, the money's got to come from somewhere. How much government do we actually Yeah, or do you just remove these programs? Yeah. Yep. And everyone out there wants to sit there and blame somebody else and say something. About, you know, it's their fault. It's their fault. Well, the fact of the matter is it's our fault. It's us, all of us. We're all responsible for this. We're the ones who, who, who elect our officials. Uh, we're the ones who, who decide who goes up and speaks for us. If you feel that you're not being spoken for, it's time to get out there. Well, the thing is now it's literally hitting home. Yeah. So this, you know, there's some motivation there. Maybe we can get something done. Let's, uh, let's get some votes in, folks. Let's uh, get somebody up there who's going to speak for us, right? And uh, even then, we don't know what's going to happen. So uh, best of luck to you all. And uh, my heart goes out to those folks. All right, this has been the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. 
call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Is it time to get down on one knee and ask her for her hand? At Legacy Diamond and Gems, finding her dream engagement ring just got easier. Legacy offers hundreds of styles in the store or explore their website for inspiration. Looking for a gorgeous and unique engagement ring? Legacy's in-house jewelers can bring your ideas to life with original craftsmanship and quality second to none. Legacy Diamond and Gem, downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Pre-owned vehicles are moving fast at Hammer Chevrolet, Dick Hammer. Bob, many of them don't even make our website. Right now we have a 2016 Chevrolet Tahoe LT. This one won't be here long for $33,395. A 2015 Volvo S60 T6 Platinum is priced at $24,195. If you have a vehicle that you've fallen out of love with and want cash, we're paying top dollar for pre-owned vehicles. Call us or we'll come out and make you an offer. The lot changes daily at Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online, hammerchevy.com, open Saturdays till 4. I'm talking with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. Spring fever is in the air, and it's time to dust off the cobwebs and get those toys ready for the mountain. Okay, I'm in. After sitting all winter, it's a good idea to change the fluids and make sure that your toys are ready before you head up the mountain. Or maybe you're shopping. Stop in and check out our inventory of Can-Am and Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. We'll help you find the one that's right for you. Sheridan Honda, your power sports headquarters. Stop in today. Wyo Performing Arts and Education Center welcomes Grammy Award winning artist Larry Mitchell to the Wyo stage tonight at 7.30. Larry Mitchell has toured the world playing with well-known artists Tracy Chapman, Billy Squire, and Rick Ocasek. Opening for Larry at the Wyo will be local band Roland Sevens. Tickets for Larry Mitchell are available now at the Y.O. Theater box office or online at yotheater.com. From Larry Jill Mitchell. Bates in the Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP, News Talk 930. K-R-O-B, Sheridan. 